Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Midweek Podcast. In this show, we strive to open a dialogue of how life recovery and God's Word go hand in hand. Every week, our speaker will be going through the biblical process of life transformation. And now, another episode of the Midweek Podcast. So, uh, we're in, really, we're in week nine of navigating 2 Corinthians 5. And uh, last week, it's a really, it's a really big week for me because um, it kind of sets up today and, and next week. And I hope that as we walked through uh, the reality of his reconciliation, that the Lord was bringing to your mind one of two things. One, whether or not uh, you have received that reconciliation between you and the Father vertically. And then two, I hope that he was bringing to your mind people uh, that maybe you needed to initiate some reconciliation with. That you needed to initiate some amends towards. And today, the ninth week, as we walk through verse 20, um, I, want you, I want to encourage you that whoever he put on your heart, that you've been empowered and commissioned to initiate that reconciliation. And I want to challenge you to do it. To pick up the phone, to set up a coffee date, and to begin that dialogue, stumbling through, initiating a level of reconciliation as a byproduct of what he's done in your life. Today, as we jump into verse 20, I want to remind you of context, I want to remind you of author, I want to remind you of the church of Corinth, uh, on these Gentiles, on, on former Paul, now Saul, as we've walked through all of the ups and downs of, of uh, what things that are temporal and the tent that we walk around in uh, that is deteriorating over time and the moaning and groaning that comes from life itself, having been operating in a fallen world. We have the hope of something that is eternal. And those that put their faith in Jesus Christ, those that believe that he did come, live a sinless life, died, and rose again for you, paid the price of your sin, and overcame death itself, ascended, is alive today with the promise of coming again, having sent the Holy Spirit. If you believe these things you're saved. You're a new creation. You're a new creature. You're not to be judged on the outside, but to be judged in the heart, the motive. And, and we, therefore, are to do the same to the people that are around us. As we operate, not judge people to the things that they've done, but love them through what they're going through, as we are reconciled both to God, we initiate that reconciliation towards one another and carry on the ministry that Christ initiated in the Gospels. And in doing so, we have verse 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us as the author, he's saying, as if God was, as though God were making an appeal through us to you, Church of Corinth, we beg you on behalf of Christ, 
be reconciled to God. There's, there's two main veins that I'm going to sit in when we're talking about, uh, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. I'm going to try not to spend too much time um, on trying to challenge you uh, not to... Um, there's two ways to go about it, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up one way that I'm going to try to avoid because I don't think much fruit comes of it. Um, but um, so this may literally echo maybe in your father's voice and your mother's voice while growing up. Um, but uh, I'll just use my uh, name as an example. Um, but the uh, condemning, uh, you better represent the Holloway name good. Um, there's a way that we can, we, we can, you can read this and you say, hey, you're ambassador for Christ, so you better not mess it up, right? What Christ are you teaching when you walk around? I'm, I'm going to avoid that. I'm going to avoid that completely. And I'm going to sit in the vein of, of as an ambassador, I think uh, that, that we operate in two main job descriptions. So I'm going to walk through chapter, or verse 20. I'm going to walk through it first with the headline as a messenger, Okay, as an ambassador that is sent on behalf of a king, commissioned with a specific word to someone else, a different kingdom. All right. The second I'm going to do is as a representative, as someone that walks with the power and the authority and the seal that of which they've been sent by, as an ambassador of Christ. So the first one, as a messenger. Uh, messengers, um, I, I love looking at the Old Testament prophets that are given a word of God to go tell to people that don't want to hear that word. Uh, and most of them are flogged, killed, chased out. Um, and they suffer by stating, repent, it's real, you know, turn back, go back come back to God. Uh, but um, they're, they're being sent and commissioned with a specific word to deliver uh, to another place. And uh, I'm going to be mainly talking about um, being a sojourner and the kingdom of heaven in the representative portion. But I want to emphasize in the messenger portion how we have been commissioned to share something that of which Paul is sharing to the church of Corinth right here. Why the ambassador is a beautiful title that can be given by Paul to people that believe in Jesus Christ is because they are representatives that deliver and communicate that which they have been told to a target audience, that of which they've been sent to go say it. And what he's going through, and as he's working through the process of regeneration and reconciliation, he's coming to verse 20 where he says, the reality is now. That you all understand. You are a messenger that has been sent by Christ. Not just the pastor. Not just the deacon. Right? Not just the grandmother. Every single person, all of us, that have put our faith in Jesus Christ, that are new creations, that are what he has walked through, that have been reconciled, to God. We are ambassadors. We are representatives. We are messengers that have been commissioned to share the good news, to make disciples, to teach what Christ taught, to live an example of the ministry of reconciliation that we've been commissioned with, and to love and to meet that need that far supersedes anything that people are trying to meet it with. 
We're messengers. Another way that we look at it is uh, we are representatives. Now, as a, as a representative, um, as a, I was going through, I was researching different ambassadors um, or political dignitaries uh, through history, the most influential ones. And what's so crazy is the majority of them um, that I was researching were all around the Cold War. There was one over here in World War II dealing with Russia and Nazi Germany. Um, but the Cold War, navigating that process, a lot of the reason why it went the way it went is because of the, the, the diplomats. Because of the... <coughs> Excuse me. Because of the things that were happening, the conversations that were being had, that were on the phone, that were off of the off the center of all the chaos, navigating it carefully on razor's edge. So as as we walk through as a representative, as someone uh, as someone that's representing a certain kingdom, uh, a certain king, or a certain country, uh, they would oftentimes go to a foreign place and initiate the dialogue representing the authority that they've been sent by. And so they often lived in foreign lands and they were, they were sojourners. They were, they, they were people that stayed somewhere, that which they were not from, to keep the peace or, or to make sure that the relations are healthy. And so as an ambassador, that means that we've accepted the reality that this that, that, we are, that this is not our permanent home. If we've, if we've accepted the beginning of this chapter and we recognize that, that the groaning and moaning of life and the temporal state of the tents that which we reside, our soul longs to be with the Lord, the hope of eternity, the home that he has built, that he will someday come back and take us towards, then, then we have to understand that what we walk through today is temporal, yet we have an opportunity to have an eternal influence in it. Why do we have that opportunity? We have that opportunity because we are representatives of someone that established and brought forth the kingdom of heaven here on this earth that is penetrating the darkness that has commissioned us as believers in Jesus Christ to extend the reach of today in New Bern. Do you realize, I believe that every single person that God has uniquely surrounded you with is by appointment. Where you work, what you do. Who you live with, who you live by. I believe that every single person that God has put in your area of influence is not by chance. And what I want to do as ambassadors, as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, as representatives of what he's done in us and to us, as, as messengers that have been commissioned to share the gospel, not only by word but by action, we have been sent in power. What's, what's so interesting to me is, is if we truly were ambassadors, we get to exercise specific authority. I don't know about you, but, uh, but I believe that I was made in the image of God. There are unique qualities about how he operates that's very different you know, in, with me um, than the squirrels that are in our backyard. 
I was actually thinking this morning while I'm driving up here. It was a stressful morning. My trash can fell over. I had to pick up all the trash. Um, it was all over the place. And I was, I was sitting there thinking while I was doing it. I was like, isn't it funny? Uh, it's so weird. But I literally thought that squirrels, we are so uniquely made. Squirrels don't gather on Sunday morning for worship. If I saw, if you have any that do, tell me. But, but, but out of God's creation, we, we are made in his likeness. We see and have experienced his creation. And as, as, as beings that have been wired and made in the midst of a creation, we acknowledge that there is a creator. And if we are truly ambassadors, and if we are in, our, if we are sojourning, as we, as we are residing in this in this temporal rock that God created, if we are commissioned, if we are sent, if we are empowered, we're made in His likeness. We have we have influence, and we have a choice. We have dominion. Some reaches further than others. Some's influence reaches much further than others. But each and every single one of us have it. Speaking with a dad earlier today where he said, my son's a leader and he doesn't even know it. He's a leader. He, the dad was describing his son as a magnificent influencer. I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about it, and I, I want to say, man, so are you. You really are. You influence me in a big way. And I want to look at each of you, and I want you to recognize that you are too. Every single one of us has an influence. If you want something to happen, this is where it gets so dangerous. If you want something, if, if I want this piece of paper to flip over, then I can just do it. I grab it, and I flip it over. I can control some things in my environment. I can, I can manipulate some things in a situation. I can, I can control, I can do I have free will and I have choices that I can make. And sometimes people choose to be their own kings rather than serve the king. Sometimes we like to exercise our authority and uniqueness as having been commissioned and sent to represent something. We like to take advantage of it ourselves and use it. And reap the benefit of being placed in a position of power. Or take advantage of stewarding selfishly what he's given to us. And it can go on for years, decades, or moments. But what I find so amazing is those moments in life or those moments in other people's lives when the light bulb turns on to, for them to recognize I have a choice. I've been given that choice. I've been empowered. I have been freed. I have been commissioned. And I've been given purpose. I'm an ambassador.
Because the movement that came out of Christ's initiation, right, that had been working throughout time, but, but when, when the spark hit the fuel, man, when Christ was coming and he was teaching and he was showing and he was doing what he was doing and operating at a level that was so contradictory to the world around him, and yet the contradiction wasn't just to the lost world, it was also to organized religion itself, right? We seem to forget that. It was so countercultural on every spectrum that, that he literally did seem crazy to most people. But, but people could not deny the miraculous nature that of which he operated. And the people that were hungry for it, they flocked to him because they were changed by him. And then when he turned around and looked at them said, you've seen what I can do. You've seen why I came. Now I want you to turn around and go do the same. And we see Saul, now Paul, writing to the churches that he is planting, those missionary journeys that he is going on, that he's ministering to, he's discipling, he's sending out people, they're pastoring, they're raising funds, they're planting new churches all around the Mediterranean, and they're operating at an incredibly high level of sacrifice, but they're doing it relentlessly, being persecuted time and time again. Apostles are being killed, decapitated, uh, stoned, burned. While this is all, they're just going for it. They're doing everything that they can to spread the gospel in the midst of persecution because they recognize that this is temporal, that they are ambassadors, they have been commissioned, but here's one of the most important things that I truly believe that we, we can miss and forget. We have been empowered. We carry that authority where we go. Having been sent, and that comes as a byproduct of Christ leaving, Christ ascending and sending the Holy Spirit. It is by that power which we get to operate. It's by that power that we get to say, as believers in Jesus Christ, I am truly blessed. I am called. I am healed and I am whole. And it's all by the power of his name. I'm anointed, I'm highly favored. Because he sees me, he died for me, and he has sent me all for the glory of Christ. Those words ring so true for an ambassador in Jesus Christ because if we walked and we operated like ambassadors, we would see people come to the Lord in the streets in troves. It's in these seasons that we would see people scared to death find hope in Jesus Christ. It's in the pandemic that he would be glorified. It's in these seasons as a student, as a parent, as a grandparent, that we would see generations come to know the Lord, not run from him. Why? Why do I really believe that? I believe that wholeheartedly because of you, and because of what I know he's done. Because you are the ambassador. And you have been surrounded by people, specifically, by divine appointment. It's because you have breath in your lungs today that I know that you also have purpose in your steps. That there is something that he has in store for you, even when you can't see it, Guess what? We have our marching orders. 
We've been commissioned. We are representatives. You are an ambassador. And you can walk with confidence and authority knowing that to be true. To me, that's what the first part of verse 20 says. (laughs) Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. He goes on to say, as though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He recognizes that here, he's acknowledging the fact that as they write, as they, as they grow, as, his, as, he, as he invests and pours the truth of the gospel into this church, uh, the church of Corinth, and he's saying, I want you to recognize that at me, as I'm writing this, I want you to think as if it's that whom which I represent. You're an ambassador, and I'm an ambassador. So I'm writing to you these words as if God was writing them. I, I, I beg you, please, be reconciled. And what I love about that is he doesn't say, Be a better Christian. He doesn't say, work harder or attend church more often. He wants you to just be reconciled, to receive what God has already done the work for. There's freedom in this. There's freedom, and, and what it does is it begins to reveal to you all the ways that you are not, that you are not, that you're holding on to, that you are trying to be the king of, that you are trying to manipulate, that you are trying to control, that you are exercising authority that is not in line with his will, that you're taking advantage or you're being selfish. Bennett, <laughs> the, the, these, these, these moments, they come to you as you begin to be reconciled with the Lord, as you begin to fix your eyes on him, as you begin to get off the throne and get on your knees and you recognize, man, you really have done it. There's a switch that if flipped, changes it truly, not just in word, but changes it from Religion to relationship. There's something that happens in you that begins to see what's around you in a different light. And that includes the mud that you're in the middle of. And here's what happens. A little, we were worshiping, I was praying. I said, okay. You begin to, to, to see and encounter how truly living our God is. And there are times that it's like this is like scary and intimidating and may even feel awkward for some people. Um, but we're going to do a little bit of an extended time of response here. So go ahead and come up. Band, please. Um, there, we're over. <laughs> okay, that's thirteen minutes here. Uh, we're gonna do. A kind of, we're gonna end in prayer and healing. We're gonna pray for healing over anyone that needs it.
Um, we're going to pray for healing uh, over, I, I want to pray for healing over a foot. Um, I want to pray for healing over diagnosis. Where is she? There. Uh, we're going to open the altar for healing prayer. Um, for those that want to do it and want to pray, um, specifically like pastors or staff or, um, um, or spouses of staff, you know, that kind of thing, I want to open that up. Uh, but I believe that he wants to heal some people tonight. I think he wants to do it. I think some of you are desperate for it. And you're ready to receive it in faith. And so what I want to do uh, is I, I would love as we, as we worship this next song, uh, as, as we worship, as we close, as, as, for those of you that are, that are willing to do it, um, that are willing to pray or that want to pray, you can come down in a little bit. For those of you that want prayer, um, just come down. And uh, what we'll do is I want you, I'm just going to organize it. I want you guys to talk to them. What can I pray over you about? I, I want you to recognize the authority that God has over that. And I want to pray. I want us to pray. And for those of you that are not in those two categories, um, maybe you need uh, to reconcile. <laughs> and you need to come to the altar and you just need to pray and cry out to God and receive that of which he's already done. And that for some of you, you just need to sit there or stand there and read the words to yourself and, and, and do it as if you're doing it in the mirror. And you need to know that you are blessed. You need to be reminded that you're anointed. You need to recognize that you are called. You are highly favored. That when he sees you, all of these things he said about you, he believes wholeheartedly. And that you are empowered as an ambassador. And you've been commissioned to share that with others. Father, right now we pray that if anyone in here is needing healing for whatever it is, I don't care if it's uh, different, the bone issues in your foot, I don't care if it's a diagnosis, I don't care if it's cancer, I don't care if it's, if it's, it's, if it's mental, if it's physical, or if it's spiritual, Lord, if they need to experience what you want to do in them, God, I pray that you bring it to the forefront of their minds right now. That you whisper gently to them, give me that. Let me, let me show you. Father, we pray for your will to be done in their lives. We pray that, they are, that you are glorified through their obedience, through their faithfulness, God. We pray these things. For those that need to come to you and and. and Lord, be reconciled. Father, we pray that you give them boldness. You give them confidence that they grab that person they're sitting by, that they take them down and they pray. And they experience an encounter with you like they haven't yet. That allows them to stand 
and declare those words and mean them and operate at that level. Father, I pray that we walk out of here empowered by you, aware that you've sent us, you've commissioned us, In the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks again for listening to the Midweek Podcast here at Temple Church. If something spoke to your heart today, we'd love to hear from you and walk alongside you. You can reach us at temple at temple.church or you can send us a text message at 252-521-2093. If you enjoyed this week's episode, we'd love it if you rate and review the show and share it with your friends. That helps us to get the word out. Again, you can join us weekly for more episodes on how God can transform us and use us for His kingdom. We'll see you next time.